Let's talk about something that got my attention. It's um, it is a new um, act that is uh, it passed its second reading and is now. Uh, going to committee, and it passed the second reading just before the break. It is called the Till Death Do Us Part Act, and the person who's been championing this uh, championing this act is Waterloo NDP MPP Catherine Catherine Fife. She joins the show right now. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Good morning, Kelly. Happy New Year. The, uh, Happy New Year to you. This bill is such an important one, and I think uh, this is the perfect time of year to talk about it because you know it's the holiday season, and it's all about family and keeping people together. Tell us a little bit about this uh, Till Death Do Us Part Act and how it is aiming to change and amend the uh, Long-Term Care Homes Act. So um, so essentially this uh, legislation was motivated by many people over the last seven years that I've been an MPP coming to me and saying, listen, you know, my parents have been married for 40, 50, 60 years. Uh, until you engage with the long-term care system, you don't quite know how broken it is. And they were shocked to find out that, you know, uh, they weren't able to keep their parents together. They're in different facilities. And and that's because we, we've never had a broader holistic vision of how seniors should be cared for uh, as they age. And so we introduced the, the Till Death Do Us Part Act, and this, this piece of legislation amends the Long-Term Care Homes Act Residence Bill of Rights. So we are trying to come to some, you know, a principled position here that, you know, couples who have been married for 40, 50, 60 years, uh, they should have the right upon admission to continue to live with their spouse or partner. And uh, really the piece of legislation sheds a light on how broken the system is and why there's a moral and a financial imperative for us to uh, address long-term care in a holistic way. Before we get to how they could be uh, better accommodated, let's talk about uh, the stories that really resonated with you because I think that's where th- where people can, you know, really start to relate, um, uh, you know, through the individuals that are actually being affected yeah I by... think, I think uh, that's absolutely true right is that so uh, one one fellow uh, Jim McLeod he's been separated from his wife for two and a half years they're in different facilities because seniors don't age at the same rate right so we we need to sort of holistically look at uh, care campuses but his wife Joan is in uh, requires a different level of care and and Jim is been trying to get his wife to come to the facility that he lives in in Cambridge. She hasn't moved on that list because uh, because for years now we have not kept pace with uh, with an aging demographic and the funding for long term care. And there's there's obviously an emotional cost to this for Jim. Uh, it, bears itself out on the whole family as a whole. And you're, you are literally seeing couples who are, their health is failing because they've been together for so long. Uh, they miss each other desperately. And one nurse said to me, she goes, I've literally seen people die of a broken heart. And so I, I wanted to press the Ford government to say, you know, can we at least agree that this is wrong? And then let's work together towards finding a solution. Is is part of this problem the fact that we are living uh, longer than ever before, and so we just weren't faced with the fact that we were going to see um, this separation of, of partnership? But we're still uh, we're still very much uh, alive, but we're in different um, locations. Well, it is true that people are living longer, but I, 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 you know, I think that the responsibility and the weight of that responsibility falls on successive governments who who essentially, you know, punted this issue down the line. 
decline. And, you know, 15 years of liberals in, in Ontario, they only invested 0.8% in long-term care. And that's when we saw an aging demographic increase by 20%. So we have a huge amount of ground to catch up on. Uh, but there is a cost to not investing in long-term care. I mean, we will never address the hallway medicine issue in Ontario uh, if we don't uh, invest and accelerate that investment into long-term care. And one example is like, you know, the, the Ottawa hospitals, they have three acute care hospitals. They have seniors in those beds because there's no long-term care for them to go to, Kelly. And, and it's estimated they spend over a quarter million dollars a day or $1.8 million a week caring for alternative levels of care seniors in their hospitals instead of, instead of building, you know, quality long-term care experience beds. Yeah, you broke it down. Uh, the numbers that you gave the star were uh, it costs $842 a day f- to, to house someone in a hospital bed right. and $126 a day for a long-term care bed. So it doesn't make any sense. No, I mean, and home, those numbers are from Home Care Ontario. We also have the financial accountability officer who did his report in early December. We, we know that there are approximately 35,000 seniors who are waiting for some level of, of, of care, be it long-term care, supportive care, or, or even retirement care. So there's, you know, we, we can't, we can't, you know, take action. We can't afford to not take action on long-term care. And the moral imperative, obviously, is, you know, everyone in that legislature, when this bill was debated, they agreed, this is wrong. So let's take that principled position, but then let's find the solutions. And care campuses should be, and in, in from a New Democrat perspective, the vision. So you have you have seniors who obviously don't age at the same rate, mm-hmm. and so you build a campus where there's retirement on that campus, there's assisted living, there's long-term care, there's a dementia unit. So instead of, you know, instead of Jim McLeod having to drive every day, you know, half an hour to see his wife or an hour, uh, he can walk down the hall. They can still have a meal together. And um, that is, that's a, I think that's a very compassionate uh, vision for long-term care. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so how the the appetite obviously is uh, is ripe for this. It's passed a second reading. It now goes to committee. What happens in committee? So uh, so it's been sent to Justice Committee, so it'll get in the queue at that. But my, my goal and the goal of, you know, our health critic and our critic who's responsible for seniors is that we have petitions and we are just going to keep the pressure on. And I was overwhelmed, quite honestly, by the response from people across this province and even across the country who are sharing their stories. And so my goal is to keep this issue on the, on the front burner, to make the financial case for this investment, and also also to continue to work with advocates in the long-term care sector who who know that the solutions are there. We just have to push this government to to get there. You talked about the the toll uh, on people, this this stress on people that are dealing with you know their loved one being you know in the case of Jim you know has to drive um, to see his wife mm-hmm. to another town yeah. uh, every single day that he wants to see her. Let's talk about the uh, the stress it is uh, for the families. Yeah, I mean. The uh, the other family was Don and Pat Oberholzer, and their children. Of course, they have young children, and they they have busy lives, and so they have this sense of you know guilt that they can't help their parents you know visit each other. And uh, Kathy, the daughter, said, you know, uh, we you don't have any idea of what it's like until you live it, 
and to see your parents who have cared for you and quite honestly who have built this province. So we we have there's a there's a sense of responsibility that we should have towards seniors in Ontario, and to see these families, you know, the stress of seeing their parents go through that emotional labor and that grief really of not being able to be together impacts their whole lives. So there's there are, there are good reasons, financial, moral, ethical reasons for us to take action on long-term care in Ontario. And, you know, we have two and a half years left of this government, and every day we have to keep the pressure on. How do we uh, start to build these care campuses? Because you'd have, you know, are we we looking at existing structures? Yeah. So uh, the not-for-profit sector in Ontario um, have submitted to the minister, Marilee Fulton, applications for to create beds. Traditionally, it's taken about three years to build a long-term care bed. That's completely unacceptable. Uh, the not-for-profit sector has had to submit their applications twice now, uh, and, I, and really, we're trying to figure out what is the holdup. Like, I mean, if you look at the numbers, if you follow the money at Queen's Park, there's obviously a good economic and financial reason to invest in long-term care, mm-hmm. but we have to streamline some of those regulations that you know prevent uh, beds from being built in a very you know, accelerated manner. So those not-for-profit sector, they're ready to come to the table. They've been applying for, uh, you know, licenses to actually build build those beds. And so I basically, when we had the debate at Queen's Park, I said, listen, uh, one call was to the minister, but the other call was to the Treasury Board president and, and said, you know, listen, let's help each other make this happen because because this this the state of crisis for long-term care right now in Ontario is unacceptable. Catherine, I really appreciate your time today, and I wish you the uh, best of luck with this, uh, you know, this coming to fruition very quickly, the Till Death Do Us Part Act and these uh, these care uh, campuses being built, because uh, it's terrifying the prospect of aging in the province of Ontario, which is also terrifying. Absolutely. And we're all going to have to deal with this at some point, either be it with our parents or ourselves. And so let's not, you know, as I said, let's act today. And, you know, in this hyper-partisan environment in Ontario, uh, there's, there's a good reason for us to work together and solve this. Appreciate your time, and I wish you a very happy new year. Thank you so much, Kelly. Catherine Fife is MPP uh, for Waterloo with the NDP.